Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Erev Tov, everyone. Continuing the uh, positive commandments. Yesterday we spoke about uh, how a person who speaks Lashon Hara would transgress the Avera of Zachor et Asher Asa Hashem Loecha Lemiriam. So let's look at another one of the positive commandments that he says. Ve'ober al yedei asipur azeh gam al mitvat azeh ve'ahavta lereacha kamocha. Someone who speaks Lashon Hara would also transgress the mitvah of you shall love your fellow as yourself. Where we're commanded to, to uh, take care and be considerate and concerned about our friend's money just as we are about our own. And therefore, we have to be concerned about our friend's honor and speak well of him just like he is mindful of his own honor. And when someone speaks about his friend, or accepts it. Even if it's true, and uh, even the negative report is true, they does not love that person at all. He's not fulfilling the mitzvah of, as yourself. And the greatest proof of this, that he does not care about him, his friend. Is it not true that every person is aware of his own faults? But nobody would want uh, anyone to know about my faults. I know my faults. I don't want people to know about my faults. But yeah, I know everyone knows his faults. So therefore, why would you say it about someone else's faults? Why would you, um, why would you accept what someone tells you about someone else's faults? So that is a lack of ve'avta lerecha kamocha. And if perchance that a few of his shortcomings would be discovered by other people, and then someone else is going to go tell his friends about your shortcomings, he would still wait and hope. If only Hashem would not allow those, those listeners um, to accept what he's saying about me. When you know someone is going around and spreading evil about, about what you do or who you are and what you've accomplished or lack of, or, or thereof, you don't want other people to accept that. Okay, that's what you're hoping, that's what you're praying. And all of this is because of the desire that people do not view him as a dishonorable person. And he fears this, although he knows to have committed even though that what the guy is saying about me is, is, is nothing compared to what I've actually done. Because everybody naturally loves themselves. They love themselves a lot. Everything is swept aside because we want to preserve our own dignity. So too, in the same way, Therefore you are required to do all of this to your fellow. To be concerned about his dignity in every possible way. Noach 
It's not for nothing that the Torah told us the story about Noah when he came, when he became exposed. He got drunk and he became exposed and was naked, exposed by his sons. Okay, the Torah tells us vayesht vayishkar vayitgal vayarcham. Noah drank. He became drunk. He uncovered his son, his himself, and Ham. Okay, saw his father. Ham was the one, the son that saw the father's nakedness, and it was Shem and Yefet that came and covered him. Okay, um, so right, so he says over here, Veshem veYefet kisuat ervat aviem. Shem and Yefet came and covered their father's nakedness in order to save him from embarrassment. Vegam sipra lanu atorat aberachas sheberecham Noach. The Torah also records a blessing that Noach gave Shem and Yefet. Venit kayem lebasof and describes how eventually it was. Uh, fulfilled. Of course, the Jewish people came from Shem. That's why we are called Semites. Okay? Because Shem was first. To show us the importance of this practice that one must do with utmost to save a person from humiliation just like he would do for himself. So this uh, story, of course, Noah, we're going to read Bezrat Hashem next Shabbat. Um, so it's a little reminder. But that's, in essence, would be everybody loves themselves. Nobody would want any, any uh, word of negativity to be said about them or um, ill repute. So therefore, why is it do I have to accept for someone else when someone tells me about someone else? Or why should I for sure speak about someone else in a negative way? All right, so that is the second positive commandment. Positive, positive commandment number three. Sometimes a person that speaks Lashon Hara or he uh, believes Lashon Hara will also transgress the positive commandment of judging your friend favorably. Okay? It literally means with righteousness shall you judge your fellow. Kegon, for example, Reuven sees his friend Shimon say something or do something. Uh, they can be interpreted in a favorable, meritorious light, or the opposite. So that's what you see. I see him doing something. Now, maybe, you know, he looks like he's walking out with something under his bag. Okay, it looks like he's out of a store. You know, you could think that maybe he's shoplifting, or maybe he's, uh, you know, he just wants to protect the item from the rain and the, and the wind. Okay? Even if Shimon is just an average Jew, meaning he's not like this big chacham, he's just an average Jew. We are given this positive commandment to judge him favorably. But if Shimon is God fearing, so he's a big tzaddik, okay? We are required to judge him favorably. Even if by looking at his action, it's like 90% he probably did something wrong. Okay? And 10% maybe he didn't do something wrong. But if he's a tzaddik, we have to, we have to judge him favorably in that situation. And if Reuven goes and disparages um, Levi before, uh, before Shimon, on account of this thing that Levi uh, said, okay, um, or account of what Levi did, or Shimon accepts it, 
שנתחזק אצלו לגנות עבור זה ששמע עליו, he now looks at Levi negatively. שמעון now looks at Levi negatively because of what he heard from Reuven about שמעון. ולא דן אותו לכף סחוט, ושמעון does not judge Levi favorably over במצוות עשה זו, therefore they transgress the commandment of this, of giving, giving the benefit of the doubt. Okay. דלת. ועל ידי סיפורו על לשון הרע או רכילות, if through a person's negative account, Sometimes you can debase your fellow so much that he loses his parnasa completely. He totally ruins his name. You go out there, you say, don't, you know, this guy, he's the biggest fraud. Don't even, and all of a sudden, nobody even wants to do business. It's all, whether it's lying to whatever, no one wants to do business with this guy. Because of his mean-spiritedness, Reuven publicizes about Shimon that Shimon is not trustworthy. Or if Shimon is a craftsman, Ah, that's Shimon, you know, that guy, he calls himself a plumber, but he's not really a plumber. He has no idea what he's doing. Okay, don't, don't go to him, don't trust him, nothing. Or the like. Over gamken al mitzvat aser, Reuven would violate the commandment. Shneimar ger v'toshav v'chai imach, a convert or a resident, he shall live with you. What does it mean? V'neimar right after it says v'che achicha imach, and your brother shall live with you. Shenitztavinu bazel lahachzik beyad Yisrael shemach, that you have to assist a Jew who has become poor. By giving him a donation or a loan or or entering a business partnership with him or finding him work so he should be strengthened. You don't want your fellow Jew to collapse and now have to require assistance from all the people around him. For sure, not to cause someone to lose his parnasa. So, okay, this, this mitzvah is to, to uplift and make sure that a person is solid, has solid footing in his parnasa. That's our obligation. It's in addition to the mitzvah of tzedakah. And by you speaking about this guy and ruining his business, or ruining his ability to make money, now you are transgressing that one. I bet you not many people in this room probably thought that they were going to transgress that in a situation where you speak bad about someone's business. And we did speak about that in the past, many, a few weeks ago, maybe a year ago by now, about you know, giving reviews online. You know, what you say about people online and your business is online and say, ah, you know, I went to this restaurant and it's, uh, it's uh, you know, bad food or it was burnt and it was bad service. Like, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? You know, besides the fact that it's probably... But is it really worth it that you're also transgressing this mitzvah? You're taking away from this guy's parnasa now as a result. You know, you had an issue with a person. Okay, it was restaurant. Pick up the phone, call him, say, listen, my steak was a bit dry. Okay, you know, that's it. End the story. Then you have a one-on-one conversation. But you have to go post it on the whole Facebook for everybody to see what it is. You'll be transgressing this 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 uh, this avera, this mitzvah uh, taseh, unfortunately. Okay, go on. Number five. Velifamim, sometimes... By accepting you would be transgressing the positive commandment of rebuking your fellow. Kigon, for example, Let's say if Shimon sees that his friend Reuven or his fellow Reuven is starting to speak 
to him uh, uh, badly about Levi. Shimon knows that if he was to rebuke Reuven, Reuven would listen to him. Okay? And he would probably stop speaking Lashon Or even if Shimon is unsure whether or not Reuven is going to listen to the rebuke. The Alakha requires Shimon to rebuke Reuven in order not to carry through with the sin. If Shimon allows Reuven to give his 10-minute conversation about what he thinks about Levi, he certainly will violate this uh, positive uh, commandment. Here, the Chafetz Chaim adds his little side commentary, and he says, um, even if one resolves while listening, maybe Shimon's thinking, I'm going to let this guy talk for 10 minutes. Okay, I know he's speaking Lashonara, but after he finishes his talk, I'm going to tell him, listen, you probably shouldn't have said that to me. That's also against Halakha. How is it possible? If you see someone you know eating pork, God forbid. Okay, let's let him finish eating the, the, the bacon. Okay, let him enjoy his, his meal. He worked hard to prepare the bacon. Okay, after he finishes eating, I'm going to go and I'm going to rebuke him saying, you know, you probably shouldn't have eaten that bacon. Does that make any sense? No. For sure, you have to reprove him Right away, maybe he's going to accept it. And stop eating. Because every kazait, a pig, is another avera. So why would you wait for him to stop his, 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 his ham sandwich when you could give it to him right away? The same would apply to our case of Lashonara. Every word derogatory statement that a person makes about someone else is another avera. So don't, make, don't, don't, tell, don't think in your mind, okay, let him finish the conversation. I don't want to interrupt him and I'll rebuke him later. Chas uh, shalom. This is the, uh, there are instances, he does say, where um, delaying the rebuke might be proper. Im lo Unless he realizes that by allowing him to finish the 10-minute story, he'll be in a better position to show other listeners, using the story itself, that the account is slander. So I'm, So you know that it's slander, and there's other people listening. I'm going to make sure that Oven finishes the story so I can prove to everybody else that what Oven's saying is almost Shemra, and it's all... Um, uh, slander and there's inconsistencies or discrepancies. Or another uh, way why it's better to wait for the story to end. Times halacha even requires a listener to let him finish the story. Because it involves something that he has to pay attention to. Uh, because it could protect the welfare of, uh, of the victim. Lachush, to suspect that maybe the information is true. Which we will explain later on. In cloud number six. But if the listener realizes that this 10-minute account involves nothing 
but antagonism against a fellow Jew. Or he's just mocking him or ridiculing him and belittling him. And, and worse, and anybody who takes the initiative to rebuke the person right away and thereby interrupts him from the account, is performing a great, great mitzvah. Everything we wrote about this halacha applies even if there's other listeners present. And with regards to the mitzvah of before a blind person not to put a stumbling block, goes, go back and see what I wrote over there. When, we, when he did go and we learned it in, in, the, in the class here about putting a stumbling block. You have the opportunity to rebuke and there's five other people listening to the Lashon Hara and you don't rebuke the, the, the person, stop him in his tracks. Now you're placing a stumbling block for the five people that are listening, okay? Because they are, uh, they are listening to, um, to uh, Lashon Hara. And uh, therefore, this is another one of our mitzvot. I say that a person would transgress. We'll stop here.